Hello, everybody. Hi, guys. Hi. How are you guys doing? Is it snowing where you are, or is it hot as shit like us? Yeah, happy holidays, the usual. <laughs> I didn't say that. I said, how hot is it? Oh, well, you kept cutting out for me, so I kind of just assumed and went off of that. No. Why does your Wi-Fi always suck? I don't know. But, uh, yeah, to answer your question, it's hot. I don't like it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well. It could be winter. I know, we, we haven't gotten, gotten any... gotten any rain this year either. Yeah, we haven't gotten any rain, but I think I saw that we're supposed to get it on Monday. But usually, December is super rainy, so it's it's odd. For California. Yeah, I don't know. Who knows? Not I. I do not know. I never know most things. Yeah, well... Um, as it is, um, Ella was asking me how I was, and I told her to stop asking me stuff until I was recording. Um, <laughs> I'm great. And then she hit the play button, but not the record button, Yeah, yeah, so. we didn't hit the, I didn't, not we, because Ella's at her house. Um, I forgot to hit it, but we only got, like, a minute in, so, you know, Fair. whatever. Fair. It's good I knew beforehand, before I started getting into the case. True. I know nothing about this case, too, so... Yeah, I didn't either, and, like, oh my god, <laughs> I was... Josh asked me how it was going, and I was like, you know, it's kind of a gold mine. Like, like, I hit this, and then I was like, oh my god, oh my god, what? <laughs> so... <laughs> I was, like, surprised, and it's kind of great. But, um, to go back to it, I'm great. My finals are done. I got done on Friday like I wanted to. Um, and now I am full on relaxing. But Josh is missing his structure in life. Because he's just like, what are we going to do now? And I'm like, I don't know. Whatever we want to do, what do you want to do? Right, just like, just be uh, okay with figuring it out. No, he he likes and kind of needs the structure, but I also don't want to put it in place. Yeah, for but, sure. Yeah, he, he got a he got the new cyberpunk game, so he's he's pretty happy for right now. Yeah, he's vividly shaking in his chair, to not in agreement. <laughs> How are you, since you didn't tell me and I told you not to tell me? Uh, me is good. Me is very tired. You know, work is slow, the usual. I mean, that's better than it being busy, right? That's true. It's safer with it being slow. You know, it's nice being able to talk to people. It was nice to see Danny for a minute. Yeah. We came to get presents. Yeah, we had, well, we didn't have, but, like, he decided, because we usually do a thing with Friendsmas where we exchange presents with our friends, um, and obviously we're not going to be doing that this year, so we just had, like, a drop-off system, and we're just going to video chat to open it and have coffee and presents and whatever, right? Yeah. I made a pizookie no, last night. That was fun. Yeah, the last time we did the Zoom meeting, that was 
No, Why I said I said I made a pazuki last night. Oh, for fuck's sake! Yeah, I made an M and M cookie pazuki. Yes, I'm following now. Okay, then what did I say? You said you made an M and M pazuki. Yes. In my cast iron yeah. skillet. Nice. I'm jealous. That sounds so good right now. We have no food. We should go grocery shopping. Yeah. I did that a little bit ago, but do I want to cook any of it? No. No. No, I'm tired. Everyone bring me (laughs) stuff. Exactly. Bring me food. Okay, well, should I jump in? Let me take a minute to prepare myself. Go for it. I'm ready. So this case is not one, but two cases. What do you mean it's two cases? Okay, okay. I will get into this, okay? So originally, I had been trying to research Christmas crime, murder cases, whatever, besides John Bonet, because I didn't want to talk about John Bonet because everyone talks about Chamonix. Yeah, because she's been covered so much, there's no new information to do it. And I know at least two other people who have covered John Bonet and done it fantastic. And I just don't feel like I need to do it if there's nothing else to bring forward to the case. Sounds good. So I was trying to find other ones, and I got a pop-up that said Jack Doyle. So, originally I had thought that Jack died on or around Christmas, but he actually died just after New Year's. Okay, so he's the guy that died, not the guy that was murdering people. No, he was the guy that died. Okay. So, um, for our, like, a couple UK listeners, you might remember this. It happened in 2012. Um, but so he's not exactly Christmas- but I'm still going to go with it because it's it's close enough and it's crazy, okay? Okay. Okay, so we are in the UK, as I stated. We're actually in Greenock, which is um, in Scotland. And the biggest city would be Glasgow. Okay? Okay. Following me? It's a small town. I am. Small yeah. town. I originally was being very American, and I was typing green rock. That's not right. It's <laughs> it's just green O-C-K, so I'm guessing it's Greenock. Probably. I hope I'm saying I that right. I am also just the worst with that, so... Yeah, well, I'm just hoping I'm saying yeah. it right. Okay, so we are on the 3rd of January, 2012, Okay. Okay. 2012. It's 9.45 in the morning, okay? Okay. So it's like daylight. Yes. So the body of Jack Doyle, the 17-year-old, is found um, on the corner of Hope Street and Antigua Street. It took them that long to find a body? He he died the night before. So it yeah, took- but it's... 9.45 in the morning. Okay, also, he had been at a party 
So it's not like, so he might have died like around like 2, 3 in the morning because people in Europe party much later than we do. Um, so, yeah. you know, give or take a little bit. It is a little surprising that nobody did anything, but yeah, that he was found. Yeah, I was like, how did nobody find him sooner than that? I don't know, because I believe it was, no, it was a Saturday, it was a Tuesday, I think. So that seems odd to me that nobody was out at, before that. Yeah, because everyone would be going to work, unless his body got dumped right before they found him. No, it did not. Okay. So at the beginning, when he was found, people were not originally thinking that it was a murder. Um, I think that maybe mm -hmm. they thought that he was... I honestly don't even know. Part of this problem with his particular case is that it came from a small city. And so there really wasn't a ton of information on it. I went through, like, the BBC News. I even went to the specific um, Greenock, like, Telegraph newspaper... <laughs> To try and read Damn. whatever. Because, like, I had to. Like, it was really hard to find a ton about what happened. So, for whatever reason, when they first found him, they did not think that he had been murdered. But on Wednesday, after they did the post-mortem examination, they decided to rule it as a murder. Um, and that would be okay. because he had slashes to his face and he'd been stabbed in the back. Oh, you know, you could assume murder with yeah. that one. Can't really do that to yourself. And they say that he could have lived had he have gotten medical um, attention at the time, but he would have been disfigured for the rest of his life. Sure, that would have gone over well. I mean, it's better than dying. Yeah. However, at the time, the police had like nothing. Police had nothing to go off of. Um, yeah, they just found this body. Except that they had gotten anon several anonymous calls from a phone booth, which is very interesting. Well, they call it a public phone box, and I think that's interesting because we don't have, like, um. Shit, I'm blanking on what they call it here. You you know the thing that I'm talking about? A payphone. A payphone. There it is. Like oh, we don't have payphones anymore, so I don't know if that's like the equivalent we to what we're really talking about. We didn't even really have them back in 2012. Yeah, that's why I'm saying it's very interesting that they found. Okay. So, um, two months went by, and they so the, the detectives had nothing. So they ended up... Wait, hang on. Follow-up question. Okay. Where was the payphone in relation to where the body was? Because if, like, the person on the payphone could have seen it the does body, not say. that would be a little bit more reason for concern than well, someone... Or there could be less reason for concern with someone who was, like, three blocks away. Well, um... It doesn't say where it was, but I think that what happened was they got, like, tips from the phone calls, but didn't have, like, 
it wasn't, nobody left a name or anything. So they only had what they got from the phones. Okay. So what, so they, after two months, they didn't have anything. So what happened was the police went out and, like, appealed to the public, and they said, um, help us trace people responsible for this death. And they said, in particular, I want to ask the man who contacted us several occasions from a public telephone box. Um, it says, in the central area of Greenwich, and please come and get in touch with us again. They tried to reassure the people that any information passed to them would be treated in complete confidence. So they weren't really looking at them as a suspect, I don't think. They were just trying to get more information. Because they had nothing. They had nothing, except a body. Okay. So, yeah. So Interesting. So I'm just going to jump ahead because they don't say how they got him, and I really looked. But it ended up being that a 19-year-old named Stephen McIntyre um, was the main suspect of Jack. They had originally looked for another, I think it's Kevin, yeah, Kevin McIntyre, his, his brother, um, but they couldn't get him on it, and he... He was involved, but he didn't kill him. So I'm assuming it was something that happened at the party then? Yes. So okay. what essentially happened is they got into a fight. Um, they got into a fight at the party inside the house. And, like, they had... Because it, it said that... Um, Jack had been assaulted inside the apartment, and then he left. Which means people would have known about it. Well, I'm guessing it was a fight, and then he left. And then what happened was, he was acting, in the quote of Stephen, who killed him, he was acting cheeky and challenging him from outside of the apartment. Um, and then Stephen says that he flashed a knife at him. <clears throat> And so then, of course, Stephen had to attack him because it was self-defense at that point. Right? That's how that works? No! I do, um... Right? Okay. Ready? Yeah. Yep. Y yeah, you know. Just go on alert. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so yeah, it says that he had flashed it at him a couple times. Um, I had been challenging him as well as the other occupants in the apartment. And then first what happened was Kevin McIntyre, ch like, charged at him and assaulted him by slashing his face with the, with his own knife. Okay, so he's not the one that stabbed the guy, no. just the one that cut his face up. Yeah, so he... Um, slash Jack twice on the right side of his face, and then Stephen McIntyre uh, confronted Jack, who was then pouring blood, and stabbed him once in the back. That seems a bit extreme. I don't even know what they're fighting about, but that seems like an extreme answer to exactly. anything. Exactly! It's so dumb. I, I mean, I'm sure they were smashed out of their minds, 
but also nineteen year old boy logic. Yeah, like um, ridiculous. And then it's also said that then, um, um, that he then stomped the knife into the ground to hide it. Wouldn't they be able to find the knife then? Um, well, we're gonna get into stuff there. Cause yes, they found it. Um, but yeah, so I don't know what the fuck they were fighting about, but I'm sure this was not worth it. Yeah, no, this did not warrant that kind of reaction. Yeah, so during the trial, Stephen, um, Stephen was also the only one who went to trial because Kevin took a plea deal, um, and because he had not been the one who actually murdered him, he got a lighter sentence. Mm-hmm. Um, so Stephen claimed that he had acted in self-defense, um, and then his lawyer chose to run with that. Um, so Stephen. Okay, but they would have been able to find the knife on Jack if Jack had actually, you know, flashed a knife at him. Yeah, but. It's now it's a case of proving if he had been upset. But so Stephen said that he was terrified and never meant to do it. Sure. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. How you feeling about that answer? Seemed pretty intentional to me. I mean, the dude was already down because his brother cut his face up. Yeah. Well, then a female witness came forward. Okay. Okay. Um, she was a friend of Stephen, and he had visited her at her place um, in the days after his murder. Um, and then Stephen told her that he was arguing with a boy and chased and then stabbed him. Definitely intentional. Mm-hmm. Um, she also told everyone that he said he'd been on drugs and drinking at his cousin's house the night before. Um, and then when she was asked if he had said anything else, she said, he said he murdered someone. So he was well aware. And he was stupid, because, like, if you're going to kill people, I don't think you should be going to your friend's house and saying it to their face. Yeah. I mean, I guess you're... This kid's not wise. I mean, I guess you're testing your ride or die, but, like, do you want to? No. This poor girl's like, like, okay, well... Yeah, she said... I guess, you know, it's obviously not a great... Yeah, because she was freaking horrified. She was horrified by the situation. Um, She said, he told me he murdered a boy outside his cousin's house. Um, He said he was arguing with someone. They were being cheeky. He chased them and things got out of control and then he stabbed him. How do things get that out of control? Um, I I don't know. You're asking the wrong girl. I don't go to parties. I went to (laughs) one that was supposed to be a housewarming party, and everyone got drunk, and then the people who were moving in together ended up getting into a fist fight. 
So they didn't move in together. <laughs> I mean, it sounds like a wild time. I did not want to be there. I was like, didn't really want to be there in the first place. It was really far away. And I kind of got guilted into going. And then I was like, yeah, I shouldn't have come. This is why I don't like parties. <laughs> and you never went to another one again. Yeah, no, not really, no. Um, but the way she said, she said, he told me like he was telling a story, as if it was normal to go out and stab somebody, as if it was something completely normal to do. Um, so she said that Stephen had told her Jack was challenging him to a fight and calling him names. So that was it. That's all it took oh, to fucking, fucking joking. do that. Like, that's it. Yeah. Um, she adds that he remembers that... Okay. So, Stephen remembered standing, holding a knife inside of Jack. Okay? Oh, my God. And then he got afraid and pulled it out. Okay, but he also doesn't call Jack by his name. He says, the wee guy. The wee guy. Like, how rude. Right? At least, you know that you killed someone, at least acknowledge who it was. Well, like, I'm sorry. Like, I can understand if you, I mean, I really can't, but if you got, if you were <laughs> drunk and, like, you know, shit got real, I don't know, you, you went, you saw red and then, you, you know, but if I, like, woke up and realized I was holding a knife that was inserted into a man, I would not be calling him a wee guy. Well, he doesn't seem remorseful at all whatsoever. So after he realized that he was holding the knife inside of Jack, he pulled it out, and then he sprinted away and never told me where he went after that. I, t- I asked him, how could you do that? He said that he did not mean it. But when he was telling me okay, this... Okay, then he takes the knife in that story. Yeah. Um, when he was telling me this, I got the impression he was talking as if he just won the lottery. This is what it felt like oh. when he was telling me. It was like he was completely chuffed with it or something, which means, like, happy. Um... Yeah. Like, yeah. he was proud of stabbing this guy. Uh, damn, alright. But this it guy... was it was said that he had stomped the knife into the ground where the police found it. So, yeah, like, it was enough. So... Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, so he was told he must serve a minimum of 15 years before being eligible for parole. Um, the co-accused Kevin McIntyre, who was 28, he admitted to, um, assaulting Jack, and he was only jailed for five years and six months because of the plea deal. I mean, he played his card smart, I guess. He definitely could have gotten a lot more. So the judge said, you're a young man, and Jack Doyle was also a young man. It's it's depressing to note that by the age of 18, you have already been convicted of assault on four occasions. And there's no suggestion you armed yourself that night. 
or set out looking for trouble. That night, it was Jack Doyle who was showing a knife to others, but you chased him and then stabbed him through the heart. Damn. Judge got real. I, I mean, honestly, if he left the knife in Jack's back, Jack probably would have been fine. I mean, yeah, probably, because it would have acted as a hole plug. Mm-hmm. And then he could have you know, maybe been conscious enough to shout for help, and then he could have gotten it. Yeah. Okay. So, um, that's the end of Jack's case. However, it's not where I'm gonna be done now. Yeah, you said it was two cases smushed into one. Yes. Okay, so... How, wait, how does this continue? So, Jack Doyle is the nephew of Elaine Doyle. Elaine Doyle is an unsolved murder case from 1986. So, way before this happened. Yes, but it is two murders within the same family. And they're, like, direct family, too. Yes. Okay. So, yeah, she was killed in Greenwich as well, but on June 1st, 1986. So, and... For this being such a small town, they seem to have some shit going on. Honestly, yeah. It's like, and this is, like, all nuts, okay? Because, here, I'll just get, I'll get into it, so... Alright. So, her body was found the day after she went to a disco with her friends... And she was only about 40 yards away from her house. Damn, I hate it when they're, like, so close to being safe. And like, then her nope. body was found in a field so close to her house. That's awful. So, yeah, so she'd been out with a friend at a disco, and afterwards they had gone with their friends to get um, hamburgers. Um, her friend Lynn had offered Elaine a ride home, but she decided to walk so that she'd be on time for her curfew. Um. No. She also said that she wasn't, she also turned down the offer to stay the night with Lynn because she didn't want to make her parents worried about her. Aw. So. Damn. However, on the way home... Elaine, um, was followed by a person, who I will later say. Of course. Um, she was stripped, strangled, and sexually assaulted. Um, she had been gripped so tight that it ended up ripping out a clump of her hair. Oh my god. And then she was strangled to death. Oh, this poor girl. Yeah. Um, so... Another Jack, which is now Elaine's father. Okay, there's a lot of Jacks and Johns in place. Okay. Okay. Um, so he woke up in the morning and was like, Elaine's not here. And he's like, maybe she stayed at her friend's. So he called her best friend, um... But then his blood ran cold when Lynn said that Elaine had walked home that night. Yeah, because she wanted to be there. Yeah. 
At the same time that Jack is on the phone, 40 yards away from their house, police are setting up a crime scene. So... Oh, that's not... Oh, that's... Oh, this poor dad. Oh, my God. Okay. So her mother, Maureen, goes outside to do a little looky-looky, like me, I would, um... And is trying Only to, to find out that it's her daughter. And is asking a detective what happened and is also saying, my daughter didn't come home last night. The officer has to tell her that they found a girl. So Maureen asks, how badly is she hurt? He says, she's dead. Great. So right then, the mom said, I knew it was her. Awesome. Um, this went unsolved. For nearly 28 years. Like almost. Oh, so it has been solved. Almost to the day it was unsolved for 28 years. Oh shit. Okay. So the unsolved case was put out on BBC's Crime Watch the, I believe, 2011 in July. So it's also. Uh This is all happening. Like, like Elaine's case getting relooked at is happening within months at the same time as Jackson. Yeah. Okay. So after that um the Crime Watch episode aired, police were getting more than 50 calls to ask like offering up new information. I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. Like it seems helpful, but if there's too many, you can't really differentiate. Yeah. So, seven months after that episode, um, Elaine's father, Jack, succumbed to colon cancer. Oh, okay. Um, her killer was only days away from being found out. Like, like they were going to start testing the DNA. Oh, no! Her father had spent more than two decades hoping to see justice done, but he never knew that the killer was still living in Greenwich. You're joking! I'm not fucking joking! No! So he died just 14 months before seeing his daughter's killer get sentenced. And he also died- I really hope that wherever he is now, he was able to see that. I'm sure- that he's in heaven with Elaine, and she told him all about it, and then they got to see the trial. I'm sure that's what happened. Whatever. Okay. But he also died, so Jack Elaine's father died three days before Jack was murdered. Oh my god! So his grandfather, yeah? His great-uncle. Oh, okay. But, like, damn. How fucking crazy. Okay? Like, Elaine. Oh my god. Elaine was savagely raped and murdered and left unsolved for years. Her father and her mother never, like, got on with it. They, the police questioned her brother because her brother was 21 at the time. And then. And then Jack has to die. He dies of colon cancer at 69 before he ever knew anything about 
what was going to happen with his daughter's case. And then three days later... And the dude is still living in the same fucking town. Yeah, and then three days later, Jack is murdered in the street. This poor family has gone through so much. Yeah. Officers at the murder scene use clear plastic tape to recover hairs and fibers that the killer may have left on Elaine's body, but they found nothing at the time but filed the evidence away. In 2005, the police experts tested the DNA and found two clear samples from a man, but it would take them seven years later to find John Doherty. Okay, we've got a John in here now. Because uh, Elaine's father was also sometimes... No, no. Her brother was also named John. Ah, there we go. So we have two Jacks and two Johns. Got it. So it would take the police seven years to find John Doherty because he had no criminal record and his DNA was not on any database. Oh, shit. This guy was really just under the radar. Yeah, he had left for a bit... But then he came back. What a fucking asshole. Yeah. Sorry, he's worse than that, but it's like... So in 2012, also, Jack joined, uh, like, he started working with the police in 2011 to help them with his daughter's case. But in 2012, Mm -hmm. um... They found John Doherty's name buried in the old files from around the time of the murder. So the cold case detectives tracked him down to his house in Greenwich. Okay. Um, I mean, solid detective work. Yeah. Yeah. Cold case detectives are the real MVP. (laughs) Um... So when they came to his house, he insisted that there was nothing he could tell detectives about the crime. Um, and then, but however, Detective Brandon, that's his last name, Brandon, uh, cut to the chase and he told the killer that they had a DNA sample um, that he had voluntarily given police months ago that was the exam. Exame. That was the exact match for the DNA that they had found on Elaine's oh, body. Oh shit! You can't find an exact match. Yeah, I don't even fucking know. But like he, like, repeatedly said that he did not know how his DNA was on her, um, and he really was. He said, "I really don't know what more I can say." I've tried to answer the questions you've been asking me as best I can, and you come out with that bombshell. So then the detective was like, oh, it's a bombshell, is it? And so then Doherty said, I know it doesn't make it go away, but there's nothing I can say to explain it. I don't know how it got on her. Okay, fucking creep, alright. Okay, so he had given his DNA... Two cops, voluntarily. But, oh my god. I don't know why. Right? I was like, any chance, any chance. He also agreed that he'd been at the same disco 
that night that Elaine went missing. Oh my god. The same time. He fucked himself over. What the fuck? He had been 21 at the time. He'd probably seen her there, liked her, and followed her home. Probably. Um, so anyway, he went to trial, um, and he was found guilty of her murder June 7th, 2014. Damn, so that's a, like, recent case. Yeah, but it's in a tiny town outside of Glasgow, so we don't know about it. Which had two murders happening at the same time in the same family. Yeah, I even tried, I even tried to find if we get, like, BBC Crime Watch on... Hulu or something to see if I could watch the episode about Elaine, but I don't get it. So, I'm sorry. If you guys know more, tell me, because this was crazy. Yeah, dude. Dude. Um, um, so I don't, like, I hope, um, Elaine's mom, Maureen, said that, um, that Elaine was a sweet girl. She was, like, the light in a room. Um, she was never a tomboy. She was a total girly girl. And then her brother said she was annoying, but in a cute way. As siblings do. Well, and they were five years apart, so it's, you know, it's a different time. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was able to find Jack's obituaries and he had several like oh damn like he okay. i went in and you can find like his moms his cousins his friends like so like the a church did it like so many people wrote individual obituaries for him damn and, uh, they said that jack was a happy-go-lucky guy really quiet and kept to himself um he was always around his brothers and sisters, and he loved his nephews. Aww. Um, he, he also... He doesn't seem like the kind of guy that would have provoked someone, though. I know. I mean, I do know that sometimes people change when they're drunk, but That's there's true. really no way to know what happened during that party. Yeah, exactly. Um, so... This is his parents' obituary. So it says, Jack, loving son of Carol and John, sadly taken from us, age 17, on 3rd of January, 2012. Fly, fly, precious one. Your endless journey has begun. Don't waste a breath. Don't shed a tear. Your heart is pure. Your soul is free. Be on your way. Don't wait for me. No words can describe how much we love and miss you. Sleep tight, son. Too good for this world. Too young to die. Go where only angels fly. Love, mom and dad. That's so sweet. So sad, but so sweet. It's like, I really want to know what happened. Because I I feel like, I feel like there had to be more than just him starting a fight because I don't even think that he like I couldn't yeah because find... it's a completely out of proportion response to that well and I couldn't find what happened inside the apartment except that it said that something had happened in the apartment but then he ended up getting slashed and stabbed outside so I don't know what happened I don't you know like yeah 
I don't know. But it's just like, it's, it's a crazy, crazy situation and a horrible tragedy for the family. Like, I can't even imagine all of that happening in one family. For sure. I, yeah. That's so much. And especially, like, the dude's still living in Greenwich, and then the dad dying three days before they find him. No, they died, he died three days before Jack died. And he died a little over a year before, um, before his daughter's murderer was sentenced. Or was found guilty. He didn't have to deal with Jack's death. Yeah. I mean, he was struggling with colon cancer. I mean, I'm sure that's not fun either. No. I mean, it could also explain why Jack would be acting out. Like, if he was close with his grandfather, great uncle, whoever it was. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good point. I don't know. And we may never know. Yeah, that's the problem with some of these small ones. Like, you can't get all of the the information. Hello, Ollie. Making an appearance <laughs> yet again. Well, a shorter episode, because it was a smaller case. But... Yeah, I mean, it was fun, though. Like It was crazy. Like, yeah, when I was, like, reading about it, I was like, wait a second. Who... Because I was looking it up, and I had to type, like, Jack Doyle, Christmas, murder, crime, to get to the right person. Yeah, for sure. And then stuff was popping up as Elaine Doyle, and I was like, no, that's not it. So then I would go into the articles about Jack, and they would still talk about Elaine, and then I realized they're the same family. (laughs) Dude, such a small world, it's so weird. Crazy, crazy. Well. Crazy, crazy. Uh, this year, guys, make sure you drink responsibly and don't start fights for some reason. Or any reason. Right. Just, just don't. Try not to get murdered. Yeah. Always take the ride home unless it's from somebody weird. Um. Yeah. Or just stay at your friends. You know? Or just stay at home. Yeah, but, you know, we're coming from America where we have to stay at home, and there's many countries that are able to live in the normal world. That's valid. So, we will stay home. You guys just stay safe. Yes. (laughs) We'll stay home. You guys stay safe. Yeah. Well, anything else? I don't think so. All right. Well, then, let's tell them the things. Nope. nope underscore I'm underscore scared. Okay, yeah. Nope underscore I'm underscore scared on Instagram. Yes. So, yeah. yeah. Like our posts. If we ever post a story, dig it. You know. Shoot us a DM. We're likely to respond. We're not up to much. Nope. Uh, and if you've got any suggestions... Personal stories, whether it's crime-related or ghost-related or whatever, uh, you can email them to us at nopeimscaredpodcast at gmail.com. 
we are really excited to get emails. Yes, we are, guys. Please. Yeah, because eventually we're going to run out of things. And I've got a couple listener stories just from our friends. But I feel like I need more. So, if you guys want to hear them... People will be like, oh yeah, I'll write in, and then they just, they forget. Yeah. Okay? Yeah, so if you guys want to hear a listener story, we need them. (laughs) Please. I'm so excited. Well, um, with that, is that it? I think so. Alright, um, today for us is the solstice, so happy Yule. Happy solstice. Happy winter solstice. Go look at the sky. There's crazy planet shit going on. Yeah, see the Christmas stars. Yeah, go shit see the, the star of Bethlehem, manifest. which is just Jupiter and Saturn being together. If somebody's got a telescope, I envy you. Go look at it. Exactly. Without the light pollution yeah. of L.A. Yeah, go look at it. I was out earlier and I forgot, so I'm going to have to do it later. <laughs> All right, then, guys. Thanks for listening. Thanks. All right. Bye-bye. Bye.